0: Yeah, and it's the community that which we try to do for them, helping them and inviting people to Islam. And it's the project Yusuf Islam started, and they're working on it. It's going to be a beautiful center. It's called the Maqam, from Maqam Ibrahim. Uh, it is near Queen's Park. It's taken a long time, and almost, I can't say, 15 years now. And they're working on it. It will have a swimming pool. It will have beautiful things for leisure. It's all just leisure. If you want to have a nice time to go to a sauna, just Muslim, because many of us look at this place and say it's allowed. Uh, we began them because people can go and relax And Islam is not about but Islam is about opening your heart so that you can receive and give inshallah now when I told if Islam I'm starting because we can't wait something like this he was very glad very happy he said anything we do to bring the young people together is good at least that they meet one another they know there are other Muslims who have hearts like them to help and support Those who need. This venture you are starting inshallah is a venture that I feel if you do it well it will not just get you a reward here but it will get you a reward in the hereafter. That is absolutely beautiful. If you only can understand what Allah says in the Quran about it. Uh, Feeding the people who are homeless is Islam. Because a nomad came to the Prophet and he asked him Inform me, O oh Messenger of God, what is the Al-Islam? Now, many of us who try to be very religious, we make it very difficult. But he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was the best man to address people and tell them exactly what they need to hear. He said to him, islam is feeding the food and saying salam, or conveying peace to whoever you know or you don't know. But when it comes to your Salah, your prayer, pray when people are sleeping. In this short statement, there is plenty to learn. If you are able to go out and look for people that who need to eat and you feed them, you are a Muslim. Hence, when you travel in North Africa, West Africa, East Africa, the Middle East, the Far East, the first thing people do when you come, they want to feed you. Even the poorest people, I promise you, even if they don't have food, they will borrow to feed you. And if they're in the countryside, they will kill the last goat or sheep they have to feed you, because they know this is Islam. But for us living in London, when somebody said, I'm coming, we worry how much food we have in the freezer or the fridge. And if somebody rings, oh my God, tell them we're not here. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, if that is Islam, then we are not Muslims. Whether we are wearing hijab, whether we are growing beard, whether we are wearing shawal kameez or jubba or whatever, burqa, we're not Muslim. Islam is practical. Feeding the food. Sharing your food. This is Islam. And saying Salam to anybody you know or you don't know. Some brothers try to be very clever and say, well, well, if that person is not a Muslim, we don't have to say Salam to them. Because Salam is a prayer. Why should we pray for the non-Muslim? Allah told Ibrahim, don't pray. Nonsense. Rubbish. Rubbish. Really. Anybody who says that doesn't understand our religion. However intelligent, however learned they are, they don't. I make it easy for you. When the Prophet said in this statement, and convey salam, he said to whomever you know or you don't know. He didn't say to the Muslims. Anybody you know or you don't know, you should say, salam alaikum. I beg to ask you a question. If I'm in college like you, if you are in college, or I'm working in a non Muslim organization, and Harry or Johnson or Elizabeth come to me and say, oh, salam alaikum, sheikh, I say, hello or turn away and say oh yeah I'm not a Muslim I'm not saying salam to you it is sad it shows that our religion has got no room to welcome people although our religion is to invite not to reject Allah states to the Prophet if you are harsh and tough they will leave you so we need to be gentle and kind isn't he the source of mercy to the worlds, not just to the humans and if you are representing him where is your mercy then Now the Prophet said say salam. Okay. The brother said okay I will just say salam. Why? Because the Jews used to come to the Prophet salam and say Sam poison. And the Prophet used to say "Alaikum." I think the Prophet of the Hashman. man. Silly. I don't think the Prophet of the child to say such statements. We're not play games. He's the teacher of mankind. He the most tolerant patient exalted man ever to walk on this earth. If we love him we respect him we must follow his teaching but moreover what upset me as well i don't have to reply anything but reply the same thing because the quran is higher than the prophet it's the word of god if i ask you who's higher allah or the prophet what would you say allah. allah is higher what did allah say in the quran allah says if you are greeted by a greeting greet by a better greeting or at least say the same so if jamsun said to me as-salamu alaykum Sheikh The least I will say to him Wa alaikum as Johnson I did what Allah told me Rubbish Anybody tell me anything I will never accept it I am following the Quran I am following the Sunnah Not your interpretation Not the story that you tell to me If he said to me As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah Wa alaykum as wa rahmatullah If I don't want to do more I can't say more Why shouldn't I pray for him? Why shouldn't I pray for him? Why shouldn't? Yes, Allah said to Ibrahim, don't pray for your father. But there are reasons for revelation. So we need to understand those things. So I don't want you to be, when you are doing a venture like this, yani consumed by right and wrong and good and bad, you should do one thing. Imagine you are with the Prophet wasallam, And he's going out with you to look at homeless in the street or driving them in your car or delivering something to them or bringing it to feed them. Imagine what he will say and what he will do if he is with you. Imagine. I'm going to tell you, he will be the most tolerant. He will be the most patient. He will be the most lenient. He will be the most understanding. He will be the most kind, merciful. And above all, he will put that person before himself. For he taught and he never goes against himself, none of you is a true believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. The clever ones say, my brother in Islam, rubbish. The maybe intellectual clever one will say, well, our brother in faith, we can include the Jews and the Christians, rubbish. He didn't mean your brother in Islam or faith or your brother in blood even. He meant your brother in humanity. Because your brother in humanity, if he deserves anything that you love for them more than anything else, that they should never go to the hellfire. Because when you are walking in the street and you see a car burning and there is somebody in it, you don't ask him, excuse me, are you a believer? <laughs> no, I'm so sorry, can't. <laughs> you're not my brother. Excuse me, what are you? I'm a Christian, no, for Allah. in hell, I'm a Muslim. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. If you are supposed to help anybody who is burning, drowning, don't you want to save humanity from going to the hellfire? Don't you? I want to. And therefore, what I do, I do what the Prophet ﷺ, is to think of every human being as my brother, and every human being as my sister, and every human being is closest to me because they are the children of Adam. When I read the verses in the Quran that says Ya Ayyuhal or Ya Bani Adam or children of Adam or you mankind I take them very serious. Because I am one of them. Maybe you are not one of them. Maybe the Muslim is not one of them. Maybe the believer is not one of them. But I am one of them. I think of humanity before anything else. So we need to take this project in that sense and we need to learn the etiquette not from me, not from the scholars but from the teacher of mankind Muhammad Sallallahu of how to handle those people. I tell you Your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu He was the man To take example from When it comes to dealing with helping people Do you know Whenever you are dealing with any human being Ultimately If you benefit them You benefited yourself Do you know that You benefit yourself Because helping people Supporting people Is what Allah created us to do Allah didn't create us to create havoc on the earth or to fight one another or to despise one another or to ridicule one another or to discriminate against one another or to oppress one another. I can go on, and the list is long and we are all wicked, by the way. All human beings are very wicked. What you see in the world happening today in countries like Syria and a city like Hems shows you what the Malaika said. Oh Allah, you create on the earth those who will make facade, spread evil and immorality okay and fight one another and spill blood but allah said i'm going to create those who will not do that yes there will be some of them who will do that but those who truly believe in me they will never do that we want to be among those who will go and spread good not evil who will go out and get good news not bad news who will go out and make things easy not difficult for our messenger says yes wala to make easy don't make difficult وَلَا And give good tidings. Give the good news. Don't give the bad news. The Western people have got this bad habit. They say, I have good news and bad news. Which one do you want to hear? I don't want to hear the bad news. Just tell me the good. So when you go outside there, and inshallah, if Allah makes it easy for you and you are lucky enough, the first thing you need to do when you see somebody who needs help, don't consider yourself you are helping them. Allah is helping. Allah said to the Prophet, O oh Muhammad, you have not done anything, but Allah allowed you to do it. So I wanted to go with that feeling. I am going there because Allah is asking me, and He's going to support me and help me if He wills to help those people. so Because if you put yourself in that position, you don't see yourself as the higher and they are the lower. I tell you, if you don't feel like that, the first thing you go, is, oh my God, this one is a little bit dirty. i am going to look for somebody else. <laughs> Oh, this one smells. I want somebody. You can't discriminate. Help. It's help. Imagine when you are calling Allah and then the Malaika are looking down to answer the prayers and say to Allah, this one. And say, oh, no, no, he looks ugly. Astaghfirullah <laughs> Oh, she looks terrible. No, they don't do that. They don't discriminate. They just listen to what you are asking for. So I want you to go out and take that prejudice out of your heart. This is what the Prophet used to do. كان الله وسلم يحب الفقراء والمساكين He صلى الله عليه وسلم used to love the poorest people and the neediest people of the community يجلس في مجالسهم he Always sits with them You know what sits with them mean? In the same way, he doesn't say Excuse me, your area is supposed to say I'll clean it up or put a cushion Some people, I'm taking a bag with me <laughs> When I go to these places I will, <laughs> don't do that Just sit the way they are sitting Okay? And don't make them feel that they are less than you. Don't make them feel that you are superior than them. Don't demean them. Don't insult them. They're normal human beings. But the circumstances that they are in is making them feel the way they are feeling. There are social problems. There are emotional problems. There are psychological problems. There are sometimes spiritual problems. We're not going to talk about this now. It's a big thing. But, I will say to you, if you just take the social problems and you look at this country, there are too many social problems, I promise you. Too many. Whenever the politicians are having it difficult, they always blame the social problems. Single mothers, children who are uh, being truant from going to school, uh, adults who are cheating the system, they just blame the social problems. But there are social problems. And we are a part of that social problem ourselves. I think we are the biggest cheaters in the world. We cheat every system. Although our religion is built upon not to cheat, for He, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said, "Whoever cheats is not one of us," and whoever cheats the Muslims, he is definitely not one of us. So, we want to go outside there, look at those people with the eye of the Prophet, sallallahu and be most honorable in front of them. Don't judge them. Don't look at them with any way but with respect. Any problem you see in them, relate it to the problem that they come from and the choice they made to live like that. And in your heart, there should be mercy, compassion, and you should be very lenient and tolerant dealing with them. Because anything they say to you which is not in place, accept it. Have broad shoulders. This is what the Prophet used to receive. Even if they say bad things to you or insult you, Say nothing. Either carry on helping them, or quietly, politely, get yourself away from them. That is Islam. Anything else is no good. Because otherwise, it will be against Islam before it is against you. Imagine you are trying to help a homeless person, and suddenly he flips and tries to fight you or say bad something to you, and you hit them. Coming headline in newspaper, Muslim help us. Beating the homeless. <laughs> 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 that will be a very good thing for the mirror and the sun, whatever. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. Haven't you seen the Christians? How polite they are, how gentle they are. But this is because Allah says so. Allah says, rahma. The Christians, in their heart, there is mercy, Allah said. And I believe that. Because they are the most helpful people when it comes to those neediest people in the world. Every project I try to do, always they find Christian before me. I never find Muslims. Even in Muslim countries, and when I ask the Muslims, they say, Well, they're coming to make us Christians. <laughs> or the clever ones here say, Well, they are going all this way there to change them together. I said, if they are going to make them Christian, why don't you go and make them Muslims? You are lazy and you are selfish. Maybe perhaps even self-centered, arrogant in your way. We don't need that. So the etiquette of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in helping those who need your help is always to go there because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending you. And the help is not from you, it's from Allah. To show gratitude to Allah, He put you in this position to help them. And as I said, to be lenient, to show mercy, and to be very tolerant and patient with them. And either you carry on helping them, or politely you walk away. Allah said in the Quran, فَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرُ And the one who asks, never repel or tell off some of the younger generation they think they are intelligent enough when they see somebody young standing there they say look go and get a job please he knows he can go and get a job but there is something making him stand there he did not tell you give me a job he said please help me to buy a cup of coffee either you give them to go and buy a coffee or leave them alone but don't lecture them Allah said to the Prophet don't lecture them give them or leave them remembering that the hand that gives is better than the hand that receives now how do we handle those people? The Prophet ﷺ used to always make them feel comfortable. <coughs> he will hold their hands. He will feed them by his own blessed hand. He will hold them to stand up and sit down. However filthy, however dirty, I never seen Christian people when they go to our country. The baby is filthy, dirty. They don't say, "Please wash him further and give it to me." You see them in the news; they're carrying them. They are tears in their eyes. Have you ever seen in the news? Muslim sisters going to the third world helping the poor children who are dying? I never seen it. Maybe you saw it. I didn't see it. Have you seen brothers going out and doing this work? A little bit some brothers now are going for, through Islamic religion but very minimum. But here we are not showing it. We need to show that. All right. When you are dealing with those people as well, okay, never give them the feeling that they put themselves in this position. They didn't choose to be like that. The circumstances put them like that. Imagine if you are in their shoes. Imagine. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, from the teaching of Rasulullah sallam, he says, when you see somebody drunk, don't say, Don't say that. Muslims say that sometimes. You say, Praise be to Allah, the one who saved me and protected me from that and never tested me. Because that's a test for the person. Each one of us is tested in Our own way. This person is tested that way. So let us accept the test Allah has put them through. And let us carry them from our position to bring them to the position of peace. If you are having your car to drive those people, to carry them, never think that, well, they might smell my car, dirty my car. Nothing like that. I promise you. Because at the end of the day, the Prophet used to let them ride with him. He never refused them. And there's great story I love very much of a lady who used to walk barefooted in Medina who was considered to be crazy by the people of Medina. And that woman, she will come to the Prophet Sallallahu time. anytime, in the midday sun, and she will say to him, I need you. And the companion wants to sell her, go away, you mad woman. She will say, no, no, leave her. She will come and hold him by the hand. Our mashayikh today, if a woman comes to Allah, Allah, we don't touch. But she didn't, used to, Worry because the Prophet used to give her his hand, hold her, she would walk with him around Medina in the street, and then subhanAllah, she will find a spot somewhere in the middle of the road and she will sit down. And he will not say to her, What are you doing? He will just sit like her. And she will sit there, breathing in and out, and enjoying the, that hot sun, very hot, fifty, fifty plus. You will burn in it. And then she will say to the Prophet, Don't you think it's beautiful? He doesn't say to her, You're crazy. What are you doing? Why did you bring it? He indeed this is so beautiful he will address her according to her level of understanding mm-hmm. he will treat her with respect and when she finishes with him he said can I leave now she said yes you can he will seek her permission to come don't interrupt those people don't tell them look I have to go sometimes they just need you for a little bit sometimes they put their hand and people think oh my god this is dirty she's is hold them in their hand when you hold them Allah is with them I promise you the sick person the person who is not himself always Allah is with them hence Allah will ask you in the day of judgment I was sick why didn't you visit me oh my lord how could you be sick and you are the lord of the world and you say so and so was sick if you visited them you would have found me with them so when those people are sick outside them so when you are with them you are with Allah and I promise you you help those people properly from your heart and you have nothing in your heart against them and you treat them like yourself Every problem you have, Allah will solve for you. I promise you that. Every. I had never, ever in my life had any problem and Allah did not solve for me. May Allah keep me like that all the time. Any place I go to, always Allah finds a solution for me. I was only telling yesterday, you're my brother here with me. Once upon a time I was supposed to go to a circle to teach and the brothers who were supposed to give me the address, I could not get in touch. We didn't have mobile then. This is in the 80s. And I came and I arrived. I knew the place somewhere in Wulis in Green. But I have no address. I have nothing. I don't know even who the house of the person is. So I came to Marble Arch and I stood by the bus stop coming this way to Kilburn High Road. Waiting for any bus to come. Just tried, And I thought, well, at least I go by Wulis Green Station. Maybe somebody will pick me. Somebody will see me. And Wallah, Allah is my witness. It was Sunday. There were no buses. And it used to be very calm. No shops opened those days. And suddenly this man drives the car in front of me, slowly, and he opened his glass and looked at me, he said, Do you would like a lift? I said, to him, No, 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 I'm waiting for the bus. No. Where are you going? So I walked to him and I said, to him, No, I'm going to Willis Dingreen. Where are you going, I said to him, I'm invited to this place to give a talk and to we have a circle of knowledge. But really I have no address. You don't have the address. What what circle is there? I said, Well, we're gathering and uh, we're meeting together and uh, there is a sheikh coming there his name is Sheikh Babakar as well he looked at me and said to me well I think my neighbor having a circle tonight and I think this name is being mentioned I said to him really yeah, yeah. I, I just went with him one went to the house is exactly where I need to go can you imagine shocking Wallah. and this is one I can tell you tens of stories happening to me here and abroad. Every time I'm in trouble, somebody find me, get me out of my trouble. Why I think Allah is doing that? Because if you go out of your way to help those who need help, Allah will help you. Allah said in the Quran, "In If you support Allah, Allah will support you. How could you support Allah? Does Allah need your support? No. Supporting Allah's people. The poor, the needy, the destitute, the orphan, the widows. Okay? Those who are helpless. We need to help them. Then Allah will help us. Inshallah, here and in the hereafter. If we bring those people to the place inshallah and may Allah bless Hajj Siddiq and his people in Kirkwood Mosque and they are opening the mosque for us and slowly we can do a lot of things with them. When we go there the first thing we need to do is to respect the place we go to and it is rules and regulations and we go only to the places they allow us to go into because that is a sign of respect to those who run that establishment and that is a sign and, of respect <coughs> to ourselves and then, when we take those people, okay, whatever instruction we have that's been agreed by Sazan and the mosque, we follow those instructions. Okay? If suddenly the adhan for the salah is called upstairs in the mosque, and you are many of you helping those people, some of you can remain to help them, some of you can go and pray. Because even in the battle, the Prophet has been advised to do that. It's better. It shows those people, oh, these people are mashallah. But if we just indulge ourselves with them and neglect what Allah is calling us for, then it doesn't make sense We're in a place whereby the prayer is called for Allah said to the Prophet in the Quran if the battle is taking place and the time of the prayer comes half of you should fight half of you should pray but those who are praying should divide themselves into another halves. one half which should be a quarter looking after those who are praying so they are not attacked once they finish the other one put their weapon down and this one will look after them then the whole half will go to fight and the other half will come look at this this is in the Quran discipline that means there is no time to neglect your prayer. And by the way, as Muslims, our Islam is our Salah. Everything else, but Islam is just Salah. If we can just do our Salah and help people, we have done great help for ourselves. In the mosque, and if those people ask questions and uh, inquire about what we are, who we are, we, we say the minimum. Don't give them lectures. Don't try to invite them to the scene. <laughs> remember my brother if you don't say La ilaha illallah you're going to go to hell <laughs> feeding you now will keep you alive in the dunya but to keep your soul alive <laughs> you need to say La ilaha illallah I don't want that I really don't want that I, we don't guide anybody Allah guides <laughs> O oh, Muhammad وسلم, you don't guide those whom you love but Allah guides whomever he wishes we are here just to help and support to give some help and support to those who need some show of mercy Rasulullah okay. said show mercy to those who are on the earth the one in heaven the Allah Almighty Subhanahu wa ta'ala, will show you mercy remembering also as well those who show mercy the merciful one will show them mercy and the one who will not show mercy will never be shown mercy this is really the core of Islam. Allah Allah is the most merciful. He revealed the Quran, his word, beginning it in the name of Allah, most merciful. I always ask myself, imagine if Allah began the Quran in the name of Allah, the dominant, the destroyer. You're gonna be frightened? Oh my God! What is he talking about here? You see? But he said, the most merciful, the most kind. Okay? The one who brings you all these benefits that you require. Then, he sent to us this message, not a, a message of punishing us, but a message of mercy. He said about the Quran in the Quran itself, Indeed, this Quran between your hands is a guidance and mercy. So the Quran is not really a tool to punish you, but to show you mercy, like a gentle mother showing gentleness and kindness to her child. And then above all, he gave this message, not to a tough person to destroy us, نُوح عَلَيْهِ May peace and blessing be upon him. When it was difficult for him, he prayed against his people. Oh, he said, Rabbi Oh Allah, don't leave any rejecter of faith on this earth. Destroy all of them. And Allah did destroy them. You know the story of the ark. But Muhammad وسلم, he didn't do that. He prayed for our people. Muslims and non muslims And in the day of judgment, I promise you, will be the light of your eyes when he will stand not only for us for all the people of all nations to say today I will be interceding on your behalf Adam will come to him Nuh will come to him Ibrahim will come to him okay Moses will come to him Isa will come to him oh Muhammad please people are suffering go to your Lord and ask him for mercy and he will say yes today is my day I'm gonna ask for that and so he'll prostrate before Allah and ask Allah to show mercy. And Allah will say to him, raise your head, request what you want from me, and whatever you seek, I will give you. And you know what he will do? He will go to the hellfire and retrieve all the biggest sinners who have faith in Allah. Even if they didn't do an atom weight of good, he will get them out. Not the one who do silly things, the simple things, the big sins, the robbers, the killers, the people who have spent most of their life doing just evil, the criminals of this world, who are going to be the criminals of the hereafter, he will save them from the hell hellfire. So if that the message of Rasulullah S.A.W. for us, so we need to do the same thing. Okay? By salvaging people, helping people, supporting people, realizing maybe one day we'll be in the same position like them. Ultimately what I would like to do, I would like those people, when they come regularly, and if, if you can do this most regularly, and I'm then we can give them other help, other support. Okay, if they, if they don't know how to use the computer, we bring them teaching how to do the computer. If uh, they, they need something in their life that we can provide, we can provide it for them. Uh, I will get clothing I will get uh, anything they want, I will do it for them. online. ultimately, I would love one day to make those people stand on their feet. The government is trying, organizations, different organizations are trying, and everybody is doing. But I feel we, the Muslims, if we can do that job, we're going to do it the best. Because we're going to take them as our brothers, ultimate brothers, and help them like our own, and save them. And if one of those people we help happen to suddenly be lit in his heart by Allah's mercy to realize Allah and become Muslim, glory be to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the benefit will be yours. (laughs) For Rasulullah said, And perhaps Allah guides one person through your hand, better for you than the riches of the world. I promise you. One person comes to Islam through your hand, even if we give you the money of this world and say to you, We take your reward of that one Muslim and we will give you all this money, you will say no. That's what Rasulullah said to Ali ibn Abi Talib. Okay? So, inshallah, here I would love to remind myself or remind you we are doing this for Allah we are doing it for humanity we are not going to discriminate against anybody we will do it our best and we will do it ultimately to show our need for mercy ourselves we have too many problems, we want to remove them remembering that Rasulullah said people are always in need of people, however only those who help will be helped this is your, your aim I am one of those people, and I need to be helped. So what shall I do? I should help people. Beautiful Arabic. It's such a beautiful language. I don't know how many of you speak Arabic. Anybody speak Arabic here? Mashallah. One, two, three, four. That's good. I like this one. You speak a little bit, yeah? Alhamdulillah. Yeah, shway shway. Alhamdulillah. So learn Arabic. Inshallah, we will do Arabic learning here. We will do Quranic learning here. Anything. Knowledge is good. Learn knowledge. we have got good teachers who will come and teach and volunteer to help us, join them and learn I want this place to become a place of learning and the areas where you live if Allah helped me and this succeed and goes just tell me in my area we can do the same thing I will open the same shop I just came from Luton I was training head teachers for Muslim schools and I told them if your children that you teach in the Muslim schools they come out and they discriminate they are the kuffar and we are the Muslim they are going to hell and we're going to heaven they are the terrible people and we are the good people you have not taught nothing We have not succeeded, you failed. Their people welcomed us to this land and gave us the best thing, the freedom of no bondage and the freedom of speech. We don't have it in our country. We can't have this in Mecca. You can't have this even in other Arab countries where Islam is supposed to be strong like my country. You need to have a license from the government. They ask you, the police will come and say, why are you gathering? Are you trying to change the government? Are you going to plot against the president? Is what they do you see, no meetings however if, subhanallah we don't have this freedom of meeting and doing this thing we will not be able to do anything but Allah grant us this freedom and the other freedom you get in this country, I said to the brothers if I have my Sudanese passport I will not even be able to travel from this country anywhere else but because I have a British passport I can go anywhere I want I go to Mecca and I have both Sudanese and Sudanese and then I say, oh my brothers well, my blood brothers, and my religious brothers I'm a Sudanese they speak Arabic. Give it to them. They say, stay there. <laughs> when I give them the British passport, Mashallah, you're from London? Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, this is humanity. There are stories that can tell you to make you laugh. And one of them, uh, I remember I was invited by a Saudi friend to come and do Umrah with his family in Ramadan. This is in 1992. And it was an amazing time. And I, I, I don't want to go and stay with people or visit with people. I want to go alone. But I want to be just with Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing my own thing. Because it's more enjoyable. You're not restricted. And the brother was supposed to meet me in the airport. the airport at that time, they built a new airport. So there's the old airport and the new airport. I was in the old airport. Oh, sorry, in the new airport, international. The old airport became the Hajj airport. So I was standing outside waiting. He not well, yeah, young Saudi man come to me. said to me, Salam alaikum, alaikum salam. Are you waiting for somebody? I said, yes. How long have you been at? I said, no. Well, yes, the plane just arrived, about 10 minutes. And he started talking to me. I'm a graduate. I studied uh, uh, in university in Jeddah, uh, but there's no jobs, and I'm using my car as minicap. He reminded me of the Pakistanis, Bengalis, and the Arab brothers in Edgewood Road, using their car when they have no job to make capping a business. He said to me, if he doesn't come, I will take you. So I said to him, inshallah. He went, after five minutes he came back, he said to me, where did you come from? I said to him, London. How long have you lived there? I said to him, oh, quite a long time. He said to me, don't you have a passport in that country? I said, yes, you have, I have. He said, That's a very good idea. And excellent. And he went, I don't, don't know why he asked me that question. Then he came back again and said to me, look, I think better go and ring your friend. And if he's not able to come he's far away, tell him somebody's bringing me. I'll take you. He was very excited, we were talking about da'wah and Islam. So I put my hand in my pocket, I didn't have Saudi change. I have paper, but I don't have coins. So he gave me a coin, a halal, they call it halal. Go inside and make a telephone. So I came back to the door, and there is this policeman standing there. So before I came to him, I took my Sudanese passport. I have both passports. I went to him and said to him, "Assalamu Alaikum, my brother. Could you please allow me to go inside in Arabic uh, to make a telephone call? (laughs) RUH! (laughs) RUH! 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 I was so frightened. That means, get lost, get lost. I, 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 it's Ramadan. I didn't say nothing. I said, but there are no bots. I came back, I stood quietly. don't want to fight. The brother came to me, huh? Did you ring him? I said, I couldn't. Why? The brother disallowed me. Why? Did you show me the Sudan force? Don't you understand? This is Saudi Arabia. Show him the British passport. But he, my brother said, no. He doesn't understand. Show him. Talk to him in English. <laughs> I went to him and I took my British passport. He just saw me. But, subhanallah, I can blind people. I said to him, excuse me, brother. Could you please allow me to go into the telephone? What? I, 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 I can't understand. I, I, I don't know. And then he called one of the officers that came running to me. And the officer said, what is the problem? I said to him, this soldier is allowing me to go inside and make a telephone call. I want to go inside and make a telephone, otherwise I will ring the British Embassy. Allah gave me that courage to say that. <laughs> he went to the Taliban, Ya Ghabi, ya, you stupid man. I took him by the hand, to the telephone call and I said to him, this is my house. I said, no, put your money in your pocket. And he put money from his pocket and rang for me the number and said, to speak. <laughs> Can you imagine in a Muslim country this happened? A country where the Prophet Sallallahu brought Islam to the world. Today they treat me like this. Not all of them are like that, but some are like that. And therefore when you see it, don't be upset. Human beings are like that. It happens sometimes in this country. Some of the people of this country, they are fantastic. But some of them, they look at you and say, why are you here? Go back to your country. Go back home. Don't realize if all the English people and the Scottish and the Irish who are living abroad come back, there is no place for them. The biggest community of emigrants in the world, I think, from Europe is from this country. They live all over the world. Bring the Australians, bring the Americans, bring the, bring the Canadians, bring the New Zealanders. They're all English and Irish and Scottish. They will not come back. <laughs> but they don't And when I say them, they laugh. You see? So, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, we are lucky to be here. We are lucky to be given this opportunity. Please don't think this place is a shop. This place is a hub. Just walk in, sit down, have a coffee, have tea, bring friends. Uh, get to know whatever you can provide other than just helping the homeless. Because this is going to happen maybe once, twice, whatever, uh, in a month, in a week, whatever. But more you can do that. Okay, sit down. Inshallah, I'm going to install in the back a big screen television. Those who love to watch football, they can come and watch football. Nothing wrong with it, not haram. Those who want to come and sit and do their homework, they can. I want to install also a radio station pray for me that I can buy it, there's a beautiful radio station for sale, I gave an offer on it, and if it is sold for me with the price I gave, alhamdulillah, I will install it and then we can have an internet radio, and all of you can become radio experts, you can do your own program, you can design it, we used to do it before, and inshallah it will be the best thing, because then we can do things that we want to do them. I did many times radio stations, and we used to do our own program. You design it. You you say what you want to say. You do it the way you want to do it, and encourage your friend. Then we can do something. We can train people as well. If you have any good idea that you can utilize in this place, just come and talk to Sazan or Sukaina, and do it. Inshallah. If there is any program, encourage people to come. We want this place to be good, in the sense that we are going to be the people who come shopping, but really we are not shopping for dunya, we are shopping for the hereafter. You understand? Uh, if I sent you now I said you go to the mosque you will all be questioning which mosque is it Salafi mosque is it Sufi mosque is it we worried we don't but if you said somebody go shopping everybody goes shopping even if you don't have money you will enter into the most expensive shop like Harrods or Selfridges you are comfortable if they ask you I'm just shopping <laughs> I don't want to buy but I'm just shopping they can't turn you out you know? here you are just shopping inshallah for the hereafter if anybody have any question you can ask me otherwise I will excuse myself and then I will leave you to Enjoy yourself, and I will leave and go. I was last night in Sawas with the brothers. Alhamdulillah, we had a good program. And I just left home very early to go to Luton. Uh Now somebody's ringing. And I don't answer my phone. So, sorry. Never answer my phone. This is my one. The home minister. Asalaamu alaikum. How are you? I'm I'm, I'm speaking to the people on your rang. I said, this is the home minister. (laughs) The home office minister. How are you? Are you all right? Uh, I, I, are you going out? If you're coming out, I'll be absolutely happy. Do you want to do some shopping? <laughs> oh, Allah, I'm coming now, inshallah. Okay, so. Okay. She said she had done the shopping, she had done the cooking, but she's just waiting to eat with somebody. So I have, yeah, I have the best wife in the world. Seriously. I wish you all have the best partners. Really. I have the best wife She's very tolerant with me because I'm always out. You know that. I'm always busy. I'm always with people. But uh, she does everything perfect. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless her. Look after her. The Prophet said, the best ni'mah you have in this world, the Jannah of this world, is to have the best partner. That when you see them, they make you happy and make you smile. When you leave them, you miss them. When you leave them with things that want them to be done, you can't trust them. It's done properly. That's the way I feel. Alhamdulillah. So you have any question? ask me. Any question, inshallah. Don't be shy. That means you understood everywhere. Then you're gonna be the best student ever, inshallah. <laughs> yeah, Allah bless you and look after you. So, if there is nothing else to say, yes. Is um, you know, the Salam Sunday? Yeah. Are they every Sunday? Yeah, every Sunday. I'm gonna start By the way, this is a program Shaqina is doing, is to have a, a program called Salam Sunday every Sunday. We'll gather here. I think it's a, uh, one Sunday a month. She's doing it one Sunday a month, okay. I thought it was every Sunday. Oh, one Sunday a month, I'm so oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, and then she will invite a speaker to come here and to speak about the topic. And my topic tomorrow is going to be salam. Yeah, I love salam. So we're going to just speak about the word salam. It is root, it is origin. Uh, what is the responsibility of somebody like us in understanding this word and how to utilize it? If you have got anybody, even non Muslim, invite them to come, inshallah, and we'll move maybe we'll move all those things, put something on the floor here, people can sit. We can cramp a little bit, inshallah. <laughs> Remembering that when they were gonna cramp under the ground. So we to listen. Yes? Can we bring children? Yes you can. I don't mind. I love children in fact. I'm a teacher. For toddlers in the school. They come to me. Children are good, bring children, yeah, why not? Yeah, so this is tomorrow. And by the way I do a circle. Since I came to Britain I always do a circle. And, and, and I, I began by doing it for everybody and then it used to be packed and too many people. But then because I do it late, I stopped yeah, and women to come because I was worried for them that if they come, it is too late for them to go home and this and that. Uh, so a lot of women complain and some of them are angry with me and you are depriving us from learning and being out. So now I came to a decision, it's about time, because the men are getting a little bit lazy. From this gathering you see. There is four fifths women or two thirds, only one third is men. Shame on us, the men, you see. Uh, and therefore, inshallah, oh, I opened the circle for the women. You can come, you can bring your friends, especially the non Muslims, because I always prefer that we bring those people in. Show them that we are normal human beings. And in my circle, it's not just doing one thing, we do three, four things. We begin by together reading a little bit of Quran so everybody can practice. Arabic. And we read just one surah all the time. So the person by the time of it, if you are with me, you can memorize it if you want. Surah Yasin. And the Prophet said Yasin is for whatever you read it for. So whatever, when we read it, we make dua. Anybody have any problem, inshaAllah, sort it for them. Mm -hmm. And then when we finish it, then we read the names of Allah. And the Prophet says for Allah are the best names, call them by His name. Okay. And we call Allah by His names. Beautifully we think them. And then we call the Prophet by his attributes, also his name. Beautifully, we think those names. And then we recite some prayers for the Prophet. And by the way, salawat or prayers for the Prophet are the only thing that even you said, Oh Allah, I am doing it, but I'm not intending it, it, is still accepted. Allah will accept it. Because He says in the Quran, I and the angels do send blessings and salutation upon Muhammad. All you who believe, do the same. Always regularly. Once we finish that then uh, I do something maybe people sometimes don't, don't understand it called the Hadra and the Hadra is dhikr. okay uh, it, it is dhikr but with motion uh, some people might think it is whirling or dancing whatever we do that and I enjoy it and I like it very much because I like that I don't rave I don't go to the disco but this is my disco this is my rave okay if people like it alhamdulillah if they don't like it they can go so after that and then once I finish my dhikr then i i do a talk i don't really plan for my talk. i just speak what allah inspire me in my heart according to the moment i always link my talk to what's happening outside there and i hope allah will accept it and i hope people will find it beneficial for them uh, and mashallah my brother and my brother they, they record everything and now they're putting it in the new technology i don't know what you call it okay <laughs> uh, <The> podcast. yeah <laughs> <Bot> <laughs> podcast okay this is new to me <laughs> anyway so people can listen to it, and a lot of people send me emails write to me and I guess sometimes as a spam coming in somebody from America oh I'm listening to you and I was trying to find s- and one man said to me look uh, I joined uh, the friends of loving Sheikh by <laughs> I said well, really there is, a, there is a group like that and, yeah we have a group like that <laughs> Yeah, it's called the friends or lovers of Sheikh Babakan. And he he was a a Jewish and he became a Muslim. He said, I listened to you, and then I went and declared my Islam. So I'm glad. Alhamdulillah. So anything we do like that to help people, why? You see, make Islam easy, make Islam fun. Let us enjoy. And Allah doesn't want us to be all, as I said yesterday to the brother, walking constipated. You see? Let us walk with ease. If we have a smile on our face, by the way, a smile is a charity you see, other the Prophet said in the Hadith and that is every Saturday it used to be, supposed to be 10, half past 10, it used to start 11, half past 11, 12 o'clock and people finish at 3 o'clock in the morning so I said to the women don't come, but now it's open if sisters want to come, you are welcome to come we'll start inshallah at half past 8 make sure it is half past 8, whether I am there or not and by half past 10 the main program will finish by 11, people can leave So it's easier, they can get the buses, they get the train and please, if people are coming, especially sisters get someone to give you a lift, it's better it makes me feel more comfortable because even if my own daughter is going out I always ask her, who's giving you a lift, who's bringing you back because sometimes London is a little bit especially on a Saturday night there are some people who are walking outside there they don't know what they are doing (laughs) they don't want to cross their paths, inshallah okay anything else? it is Krikulud Mosque Krikulud Mosque, Krikulud Mosque it is uh, Howard, in, Howard in Howard Road. Mm-hmm. If you are coming uh, through Kilkulut Broadway, uh, you come to a road, main road called Chichili Road. You enter from Chichili Road, and then the first turning right is, and then the first right again, and that is Howard Road. Inshallah. You can just get a bus from here and go straight up to. Um, yeah, any bus from we're the. are going so if you give us your numbers or something. We could probably meet you. Yeah, that's the best. Thank, Thank you, Allah. Way. Allah bless you. Allah bless. I like that. You see. I like that. Anybody who's going, you always have people to ring and to talk. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new thing. I, I, I think the first circle I started, uh, I wanted just to have about 25 people to come regularly. The place wasn't big. I ended up having, after three weeks, 70 women coming. And then it became too too much. Yeah, you see? so uh, Because we haven't done women for a long time, I think now if women are coming, sisters need to look after them. and to, uh, That's nice of you to do that. Because we need to help one another the one who is living in an area, I have got some brothers who are so good online Like Hamza for example He will go out of his way, he is living in Ilford, East London He will give somebody a lift to them. Then he comes back, that's his that is Islam okay? Or at least he will ring somebody who is coming from that direction To pick them in their way inshallah Alaikum <laughs> salam How are you city? Are you alright? Mashallah, Allah bless you, you Welcome Anything else? Going once mm-hmm. I like auctions. <laughs> <laughs> Going twice. <laughs> if I have my way, I go to auctions all the time. because They're lovely. <laughs> I was sitting in an auction of a charity in Doha. And who was sitting in the auction? Uh, the Amir of Qatar, his daughter, who's running the charity, uh, to help uh, education in, in, in Asian countries. And they invite stars from Hollywood and this place. And why I, I was invited to this, Islam. We were sitting together. And I have got one of my friends. And a cousin of the sheikh, the Amir. And the Amir was sitting in front of us in his table with his wife. His wife and he buys the biggest prize, which is a set of jewelry made by a Swiss specialist, okay, jewelry maker, to my friend. So that they put it and sell it to the Zbida and she will buy it because she is a sheikha. If you heard about Sheikh Moza, her name. Moza in Arabic meaning banana. <laughs> she does this. this charity So last year I was there And because I like auctions So every time they, they auction something They had six items To auction Do you know how much they raise? Somebody can have a guess For six items A million, two million They raised 22 million dollars and they have the richest man sitting there. So every time, uh, okay, a horse saddle, the best horse saddle in the world, Barbara, horse saddle, for goodness sake, you can buy for 200. <laughs> it's sold for 700 thousand pounds. Mm. And every time, seven hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, every time they say 100 thousand dollars, I put my hand up. As you suppose I'm sitting there, <laughs> 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 I haven't got a penny. <laughs> I think they have the money. Let me shame them up. Okay, 150. And the man who did the auction is from Salab, but what they call them in London. The auctioneer of London who do <laughs> tazebes, yes. And he was—he just said, "This man is there." Allah akbar. <laughs> okay, how much is it? Uh, and when it came to the jewelry set, yeah, they said, "I said to them, how much do you usually pay?" Said, "Well, maybe 1.2 1.5 million Allah, Allah, help me. So I raised it to 2.2 million. <laughs> Until the Amir 10, I said, who is this man? was <laughs> When he finished, he came shook my hand. He said, what's your name? <laughs> I said I'm the man who has no name. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just laughed. He said, no, it was nice. Just to encourage, inshallah. So Allah bless you. Let us pray. Allah give us tawfiq and success in this project. And Allah help you, whatever endeavor, whatever project, whatever thing you are doing outside there. If you are studying, may Allah make your studying smooth. And may Allah make you enjoy it and succeed in it and provide you with the knowledge to help you in doing that which will benefit the community. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those who are seeking to work, may Allah give them the best of jobs. Mm -hmm. That will make them job satisfied because without job satisfaction we are not really working. Mm -hmm. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help everyone here who have parents to look after. Or brothers and sisters or little children, may Allah allow them to do that. Mm-hmm. All the brothers and sisters who are seeking to be joined in matrimony, as they say, or marriage, may Allah allow them to get married to the best of partners. Mm-hmm. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heal anybody who is not feeling well. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all those who need to be guided. And may Allah instill in us true faith to be able to represent the mercy to the world, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help me and help you to live as Muslims, to die as Muslims mm-hmm. and to be raised in the day of judgment as complete Muslims mm-hmm. before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. and allow us to enter into the highest garden with our beloved Sayyidina Muhammad mm-hmm. salam, to be able to see the face of our Lord. For the greatest reward in the day of judgment is to see the face of Allah. May Allah allow us to have that and to see that. And may He in this world remove all the veils to allow us to see the face of our beloved. Sayyidina Muhammad, sallallahu yes, alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma yes, salli yes, wa yes. sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad, I ask Allah also for Sadhan and all those who are helping her, that Allah will instill in them his love, the love of his prophet, the love of the good work, and give them tohfiq and success in this world and in the hereafter, to always be in a position to help those who are helpless and help us all. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashado an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiriku wa natu guleik. Subhanallah walhamdulillah. Wa la ilaha illallah walallahu akbar. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم توبنا ربي رب العذاب ما يصفون وسلامنا على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياه كنا عبد وإياه كنا استعين السرات المستقيم سرات الذين عمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين يبارك الله Thank you very